That was an awesome job. Jesus, when you sing in the songs, you just say the most powerful name over and over and over again. I don't know about you guys. Um, hi, my name is Kimberly, and I'm one of the teachers here at Element City Church. I'm also the director of eGroups, so if you have any questions after service, you can come find me. eGroups are our small groups. Before I get started tonight, I just want to let you know that um, the two pastors, Jack, Jack's on vacation. He's on a, a cross-country trip with his family. And my husband, Brian, he actually um, had to go coach our son's last all-star game ever right now. It got rescheduled to tonight. So I kind of feel like the parents are gone. And it's we time to party. We got to party because the parents are gone. Um, so I just thought that was funny. Um, so tonight we're going to be... <laughs> They're gone. What, we got to do crazy things. Okay, we're going to be continuing the series at the movies. And I appreciate all of you guys who came out on this holiday weekend, all 25 of us. Woohoo! Um, and I've got good news and bad news. The good news is it's going to be shorter. I'm going to try to make it shorter than normal. Um, but for those of you who are kind of thinking about dinner, because I didn't have lunch, so I was thinking, ooh, ribs at Cheddar's or a Pazuki at. BJ's. Mm, I just made you guys hungry. That's good news. I'm going to try to be a little bit shorter, but I got bad news. And the bad news is no matter how I, I deliver this, I can't make it fluffy. I can't make it comfortable for you. My hope, my hope is that you don't walk out of here and go, oh, that's a good sermon, or she made some really good points. I mean, or, ooh, gosh, I wish so-and-so were here because they need this. You know we love doing that. Oh, that person, he, they need this. My prayer, my prayer is that you are a little bit uncomfortable. My prayer is that you are going to move towards action, closer to Jesus, and that you're not just going to be, go, you walk out of these doors and you, you put Jesus in your pocket. Because, you know, here's my little pocket Jesus. See my little pocket Jesus? He just came, I don't know if I'm going to get it back in, but that's my little pocket Jesus. We laugh, but we, all, we, we do this, don't we? We walk out those doors, and we just put Jesus in our pocket because, you know, we don't, really, we don't really touch base with him the rest of the time. You know, we come to church, and we like the sermon. I mean, you're just like, oh, my gosh, that lady rocks. That's what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to give you some heads up. You'll chat with friends, you maybe go out to eat. I mean, we've got one of the best worship bands here in Tucson. But yeah, woo! We can give them a round of We might even feel a little bit convicted when we leave. We, need some, we know we gotta make some changes. But then life happens. Monday always happens. We get busy, we get distracted. We've got, I mean, we, our calendars are so full, we don't even know what to do with ourselves. And we just, we just don't really need him that much our little pocket Jesus, we just put them back in our pockets. We just put them back in our pockets. Until Sunday, next Sunday, maybe it's two or three weeks because the average church attendance is about once or twice a month. That's the new norm. So it could be three weeks from now. We, you know, we got our little pocket Jesus out. Now, don't get me wrong. We might pray a little bit, especially if you're in the traffic. Lately, traffic's been awful. Or you're having a hard time at work. You might be praying a little bit. Or you're just like, if you're a mom or dad, you're like, don't let me kill my children. Uh, you get that. 
You, you might do a little bit of prayer, or I really need help in my job, or I really want to date this guy, he's so cute. So we do our little, we throw up our prayers every once in a while. But our Monday through Saturday, our Monday through Saturday is mostly centered around us. It's our desires, our wants, our needs, our quest for more money, our quest for success our quest for those relationships, whatever. It's me, 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 me. That's a lot of times what our Monday through Saturday looks like. I'm gonna show you guys a movie clip real quick because we're at the movies. Um, I don't have any popcorn. And see if you guys can relate. See if you guys can relate to this. But can anybody relate to, cause kind of sometimes that happens in our lives where we're just sitting around the table, blending in you know, trying to be like everybody else, but really underneath, underneath, you're completely somebody different. You're completely somebody different. Or maybe you're like this guy, Bruce Spanner. You come to church and you've got your glasses and you're all, you know, theologically sound and we got our little church face off. But when you leave, when you leave these doors, you're more like this guy. I know, I know some of you people, right? You're more like this guy. In fact, you might not even make it to the church parking lot. If you're a mom, this could become you the minute you get into your car. <gasps> That's what happens. We come here. We put on our church face. We got our church smile. Fine. Everything's fine. But the rest of the, fact, the, rest of the week, we're, we're the Hulk. That's what our friends and family and coworkers, they, that's what they know us. Our kids, that's what our kids think about us. Now, don't get me wrong. The Hulk, he's not really a bad guy. I mean, he did help the Avengers save the world. He did. And he's green. And, and so he doesn't mean to. But the Hulk, he leaves a path of destruction everywhere he goes. His life causes confusion. Because you don't know if you're going to get Bruce Banner or the Hulk. You don't know which one you're going to get unless you're Iron Man and you're poking the bear. In one of the movies, it says that uh, Bruce Banner likes to live in isolation because he doesn't like these two worlds to come together. He doesn't know how to, to balance them. So it's better just to live alone. Do you feel like that? Many of us are this way. We don't mix our groups. You, don't, you got your church group and you got your hangout group or your go out group. You don't want to mix your family with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You don't want to mix your coworkers with anybody because they're crazy. I mean, we got that. We, we don't like mixing groups all the time because we don't know which, which person to take out. Are we going to be Bruce Banner? Or are we going to be the Hulk? Who are we going to be? You see, I try to be the same Kimberly all the time. One, because I'm old. I'm just too old to care. I can't keep track of, I mean, I can barely keep track of my kids. I got to keep them alive. I can't keep track of too many Kimberleys. And, and what if it, it's awkward? What if I'm out with my girlfriends and I'm being a little off, naughty, if you will, and this guy shows up? Your pocket Jesus comes out by accident. That would make it awkward. That's awkward. The other reason I try to be the same Kimberly everywhere I go is because I want the person standing up here telling you how much I love Jesus to be that same person in front of my kids, which they're sitting in here right now. I want that same person when you come over to my house. I want that same person at work. 
Why? Because I am madly in love with Jesus, and I want to reflect him well. And if, if, I, if there's multiple Kimberleys that I just take out and, because I want to act like different people in different areas, that's confusing. That's destructive. In many times, it's destructive. Because this guy, uh-oh, bent his head. This guy, he causes us to look at our life. He causes us to fi- figure out how we're living our life, how we make decisions, how we, what choices we make. He can make things uncomfortable if we want to be the Hulk most of the time. So we just put them back in our pocket and just take them out as needed because he, he can make us uncomfortable. Can, can anyone relate to that? Let me ask you a different question. The short guy in the film, Dr. Trask, he had a beeper, a beeper, if you will, that tried to pick out mutants. If you were a mutant in the room, um, it beeped. What if next week Brian's preaching, what if Brian bought, brought his own beeper? This is all I got, guys, work with me. What if he bought his, brought his own beeper? And he walked around, and this is, this is if you're really a Christian beeper. <laughs> and, and, we, and he walked around, and he went up and down the aisles, and, he, and it only would go off if you were a Christian. Not just the people who label themselves as Christians, or they come on Sundays as Christians, but truly follow Jesus. If you're one of those, this would beep. Would you want him to be doing that? Oh, that's all. Because we'd be sitting there and being like, oh, I thought for sure in front of that guy that would beep. Or, the, oh, no, that girl, that should not be beeping because that girl, she ain't a Christian. You should have saw how she treated me last week. Or, oh, that's surprising. I thought for sure. I mean, there's such a cute dresser. I thought for sure they love Jesus. But, I mean, we're all in church, right? Shouldn't this, the beeper go off all the time? right? But sometimes we're, we're Sunday Christians, remember, because Jesus is in our back pocket. And Sunday Christians, we define that, that you come to church on Sundays, but the rest of the week, you don't, there's, you, have, you don't take into regard at all of how Jesus wants you to live your life. You just do your thing Monday through Saturday. Throw up a few prayers, Hail Marys, whatever, and you just try to get through the week until the next time you go to church. Maybe some of you are saying, Kimberly, but what does that really mean? What does that look like? Like, I know I'm not supposed to look like the Hulk with my kids. I know I'm not supposed to, to look like the Hulk when my husband comes home from work and I just go ballistic. What does that look like? Well, I'm going to give you, we're going to turn to Romans 12. Romans 12. If you guys know Romans, it's, a, it's an awesome book. Romans 12. The verses will be up on the screen too. Romans 12, 1 through 3. Is it just me or these have gotten smaller? (laughs) Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform into the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Church, let me ask you a question, an uncomfortable question. Is your life 
a sacrifice to God? No, she says no. She's, she's the only honest one here. Is your life a sacrifice to God? Or do we just give him the leftovers? Do we blend so much into the world that they don't even know you have a Jesus? I mean, Mystique, she turns into from an Asian general to a kick-butt blue lady that just takes over that whole conference room. And that's okay because she's an X-Men. I think, yeah, she's an X-Men. She's at least a mutant. That's, that's what she's supposed to do. But Christians, we are called to something different. And it is not to just change at whim whenever we want. Jesus didn't do that. Could you imagine if this book was filled of like five, 12 different kinds of Jesus who changed and you never knew what they were about? We should be different. Move on down to verses nine, nine through 13. Brian's gonna go over um, those middle verses next week. You say, what does this look like for us to be Christians? Love in action. It says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above ourselves, never be lacking in zeal. Zeal, enthusiasm, I looked it up, enthusiasm. Keep your spiritual fervor, seeking the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. Whew. I don't know about you, but being a follower of Jesus, those were action words. Those were some words like devoted and love and um, fervor and enthusiasm and zeal and patience and faithfulness and joy. That's what the, those are some heavy duty words. Those are some heavy words. There is no way that if we're supposed to act like that, there is no way that if we're supposed to act like that, that we can do that with our pocket Jesus. We cannot act like that if we only are, are talking about Jesus on Sundays. We, th th that's too much. These kind of words, these action words, they cannot be done without having Jesus and the Holy Spirit in you. This can't be done by our willpower. This can't be like, I'm gonna try, 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 try. You have to have Christ in you to be faithful to this stuff. Because in Hebrews 10, Hebrews 10, 38, it says, but my righteous, my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. That's what part-time Christians do. They shrink back. They pull back. They pull away from being fully committed and devoted to Jesus. And the bad news, guys, is God says, I take no pleasure in them. I don't know about you, but that, that should break your heart. Because I know, I, I know God think, knows. I know God knows. I'm a hot mess. I am. There's no hiding it. But I know he loves me anyway. But to, I mean, could you imagine if he said, Kimberly, I just, I don't even take pleasure in you. That, does, that doesn't sound like a good place to be. So, so what do we do? What's the answer? How do we stop being just a Sunday Christian? What's our next step? How do we know God? How do we know him better? 
The good news is, we've got good news. There's always good news in church. The good news is in Matthew 6, 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Did you know that being a Christian is more than just accepting Jesus? It's seeking Jesus? Did you know that God is not someone you just passively accept, but actively seek? That's what being a Christian is about. Seek, that word, we're going to say it like a million times. I'm going to say it a million times tonight. Seek means pursue, go after, run towards. Elements, are you seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness? Because it's great that we all want to go out, hang out in heaven together. I've got a long list of what I'm going to do in heaven. But in order to get to the kingdom, you have to have the king. In order to get to the kingdom, you have to have the king. You have to know who Jesus is. You've got to know he died on the cross for your sins. You have to follow him with all your heart. You cannot have a pocket Jesus. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, seek me. Find me. You will find me when you seek me with all your heart. He doesn't say sometimes. When you feel like it, when you're motivated, when you get here, when you're here on Sunday, come after me. He says, seek me with all your heart. God doesn't have favorites. He doesn't say, oh, bravo, Jack and Brian, they're just, they're my faves. They're my besties. God doesn't work like that with favorites, but he does have intimates, people that know him intimately. In James 4.8, it says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. But you have to seek him first. He can't be just an afterthought. Faith is putting God first. He doesn't want to be your part-time God. He's not interested in being your runner-up, your vice president, your second-in-command, your partner. He wants to be the king on the throne in your heart. He wants to be king in here. And we know we got a whole bunch of junk going on there that is pushing him out. He's 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 not king. He's like a third-class citizen hanging out in there. To seek the kingdom of God, you've got to let him rule over all of that. We're going to be seeking his glory with everything we are. Because you guys, I have a, a memo. This one's very hard for me. It's not about you. Whew. That's painful. It's not about me. When I first became a Christian and I heard that and I was like, I need you to double check that, make sure, because I am darn straight that it could, should be about me. It's really not. Church is not really even about you sometimes. Anya and I were in the office the other day, one of our pet peeves, I'm sorry if I'm offending you, is I just don't feel fed. Go to Burger King. Go to Burger King. That's what I say sometimes. What if church, you're supposed to come here and serve? We're going to be seeking his glory in everything you do, not our glory. We're going to be seeking his guidance and wisdom, 
his guidance. Like Paul on the road to Damascus, he said, Lord, what would you have me do? What if we started each of our days like that? Lord, what would you have me do? Because you know some of us, we don't start our day with that. And by the time our, heat hits, our feet hit the floor, we're a hot mess. We're grumbling, complaining fools, especially if it's early. Ask God, what would you have me do with my day? What would you do, have me do with my time, my resources, my money? I promise you, I can make a promise here that he does not want you to show up every third Sunday to the third power on, on Easter and Christmas just only. He doesn't want you to serve. He doesn't want you to, you don't have to be asked, pray to take out the trash. He, does, he doesn't want you to be stingy with your time and your resources and your money. I promise you, he does not want that. He wants us to be more generous. He wants us to give it all to him. The other thing, let's give them our schedule. Let's give them our schedule. Well, we're going to pray over it. And let's see how our priorities, how he stacks up in our priorities. If you're like me, I love calendars and sticky notes and color-coded for all three of my kids and Brian's blue and I'm pink. I mean, we, I love that stuff. But do you think he'd be impressed with the time I've blocked off for him? Would he be just like, wow, Kimberly, I'm really glad you gave me those, those four hours on Sunday and maybe those two on Monday and, oh, Friday was a bad day, sister. I don't think he'd be impressed with our schedule. And you can tell him. I, I, I tell him, but God, I'm busy. You just don't know what my plate looks like. Tell him that. Please do. Because he says, cast all your cares and burdens on me. He wants all that. The other thing is, we want to seek him. Our relationship needs to be, with Jesus needs to be genuine. You got to know him. You got to know, you got to spend time with him. You got to know him to be genuine. Could you imagine if I told Brian, honey, you're cute, but you only get Saturdays. Once a week, you get Saturdays. Maybe if I can fit you in, I'll do a date night. But that's it. That's all you get. I'm going to be fully devoted to you on that Saturday, though, from 11 to noon. But that's it. That's what. And ch kids. I got three kids. You guys, you get, you get Monday. I, I mean, I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to love you with what I got. I'm going to, you know, take you everything. But you only get Monday. You're a little bit high maintenance. So you only get Mondays. So Brian's going to get Saturday. My kids are going to get Monday. That's my one day a week. I'll try to do a little bit more. How about your friends, your besties, your biffles? If you were to say, hey, bestie, I love you. I heart you. I'm going to give you Christmas and Easter twice a year. If I could fit you in more, I could maybe get up to six times a year. Because, but I want you to know I heart you. I love you. Would, could your relationships work like that? It sounds absurd, right? I'm being absurd. But that's what we do to Jesus. That's what we do. We just say, hey, this is what I got. I can fit you in here, here, and here. I mean, do you think that my, I would know my kids? Like, I know my kids. I know my husband. My husband knows me better than anybody. If I only spent one day a week with him, do you think he would get me? He would know me. Could we, could we have an intimate relationship? 
Would my kids feel like I was on their side? If I only gave them one night, one day a week, remember, maybe a full day. Our relationship with God should not just be a Sunday event. It should not just be Sundays, again, if you're good. You might be able to, to fit him in a couple more days that week. But it should not just be a Sunday event. Another step we could take is stay close to, to Christians or stay close to your church. Have people hold you accountable to not being a part-time Christian, a halfway follower. There's no such thing as a part-time Christian, halfway follower of Jesus. Jesus says, I want it all. One of the things Bruce Banner, the Hulk, does, he isolates himself. I can promise you, I've been doing ministry 20 years. The minute you stop coming to church, just for a season, I, I, I and then you start isolating yourself from the people who are gonna hold you accountable. You swerve, you just do. It's easy to do that. There's so much of the world saying, me, 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 I've got, I need you here, I need you here, I need you here. You have to stay connected. One of our family goals at home is stay connected to God, your family, and others, including your church. It's one of our family goals. Because if you're not connected, we are stronger together than we're out in the world apart. The world is an ugly place and it just wants to pick us off. It just wants to pick us off. Another thing we need to do, our next step, develop your faith. Develop your faith. You gotta work out your faith. Not work for your faith. Work out your faith. You can't just sit here and be like, oh, I'm just gonna sit here, I'm gonna do nothing. I'm sitting in this seat every Sunday. That's my Jesus. No. Because all those things in verses nine through 12, 13, the joy, the zeal, the keep your spiritual fervor, devoted, sharing. Some of you guys are not good sharers. All that stuff, the verses under, back behind, um, beneath that, it says, bless those who persecute you, mourn with those who mourn, don't have pride, don't be conceit. You cannot do all of that stuff with a pocket Jesus. You've gotta develop your faith. I heard this on, on something I was listening to, it says, going to church doesn't make you a Christian, just like standing in a, in a garage doesn't make you a car. Because if that were true, I'm gonna go stand in a garage, I'm gonna be a Lamborghini instead of my broken down like Toyota Celica that I had. Nobody wants a Toyota Celica. So if I go stand in a garage every Sunday and I think real hard to myself, Lamborghini, 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 that's what I'm gonna turn into. You that's, it doesn't work that way, guys. It just doesn't work that way. Now, some of you firstborns in here, don't start running around going, mm-hmm, I check the, I come to church every Sunday. I do this, 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 and, and you want your gold star because you've got check boxes and you got it all down. Remember, the first part of that Matthew 6, 33 was seek his kingdom first and his righteousness, his righteousness, not yours. 
his righteousness, not yours. Because God is not interested in what you, all the things you do for him. He's more interested in what he can do through you for his glory, not your own. So those of you who we love gold stars, I made a joke in my Bible study, I was giving out gold stars if they did their homework and I thought, ooh, we're getting a little crazy here. Um, no, remember, we're not gonna sit around here and be, when you come in, we're gonna check your attendance. Check, check, check. Oh, naughty, naughty, naughty. That's not what we're about. I'm so thankful for grace. But you definitely can't do all the things in those verses two hours on Sunday with a pocket Jesus that goes back in your pocket when you leave. Is your life a sacrifice? Imagine, imagine someone contacted you one day and said, you are a billionaire. You've just inherited a billion dollars from your great aunt Joe. Would you be excited? Oh no, Lakin, you're out there. You wouldn't be excited if you got a billion dollars. I'd be excited if somebody gave me a billion dollar fortune. I got things to do. You'd be elated. You'd be excited. Think of all the dreams you could do, the places you could go, all the things you could buy your family and friends and so much to do. How fun would that be? But imagine while you're tingling with joy and you're all excited and you're thinking about all that money and what you could do with it, instead of running to the bank and cashing that check, you don't do anything. You continue on your life as nothing happened, not cashing the check, but you talk about it, you brag about it. I'm a billion dollar person, I'm, I'm an heir to a billion dollar person, but you never spend a dime of that money. That's absurd, that's weird. That would make you weird. Give me that money. I'll spend that money for you. I, I'll do good. That sounds crazy, right? Unfortunately, that's what many Christians do. That's what many Christians do with the gift of Jesus. That's just been given to us. We go around talking about it. We come to church and we sing about it. We might even read about him. but we actually don't have a life-giving, life-changing relationship with Jesus. Life-giving and life-changing. You cannot have a life-changing relationship with Jesus sitting in a chair two hours on Sunday. It just doesn't work that way. You can't follow Jesus part-time. You can't seek him first by having a pocket Jesus. Take him, one, take him out whenever you kind of need him in, in times of troubles. But we got good news. He tells us how to start. He tells us the next steps. He says, I love you so much. I died on the cross. And when you say, I can't do that, Kimberly, I can't, can't give it all, and what does that mean? And only weird people do that. And I tell you, look at the cross. Did he give you enough? Did, was his blood, was his life enough for you?
No. He says, I love you so much, I want it all from you because I love you and I want to know you and I want you to know me and I want us to be intimate that we know each other and we're close and I'm not something that just comes out every once in a while. Leave the, the, the shape changing and all the, the changing to Mystique and the X-Men. She does a much better job than I ever would and you too. Your most powerful testimony of your character is the actions, the way you live your life. I we can't pretend anymore, church. I'd rather us come here and be a hot mess than to be pretend Christians, part-time Christians. Because remember, in order to have the kingdom, we've got to have the king. Seek him his kingdom first, and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Element City Church, I'm asking you guys, is your life a sacrifice? And if not, what's, what's your next step? What's your next step? How we do things at Elements, we do communion. Where the band's gonna come up as I lead us in a word of prayer and there's communion in the back and up the front. And if you want to take communion and, you, and you, you go and you get in line and you take it and you take it back to your seat. And as we're doing this, as we, as we take this time, I want us to specifically pray, one, that you're not sitting here going, ooh, I wish that person was here, they needed this, I'm gonna go tell them about this, okay? Which it could be true. But let's start thinking about what God wanted us, wants us for tonight. What's your next step? How can you move closer to him? How can you seek him first? How can you take Jesus out of your pocket and make him the king in your heart? Dearly Father, I just thank you so much I thank you so much for your amazing grace and your, your loving us so much that you put your son on the cross for us. Lord, please forgive us. Forgive us for trying to, to part-time follow you or to put you in our pockets or to hide you away. Or, Lord, we're just broken and we know that. But Lord, I hope we leave tonight with a new zeal. That's my new favorite word and a new fervor for you. We've got the best news in this broken world. We've got a God who loves us so much, he wants us to spend eternity in heaven with him. Lord, that's great news. Take our broken offerings and just, just help us to move closer to you, for you to be first in our life. Lord, Help Element City Church be a church filled with Christians who are authentic and real, not because we're perfect, not because we have it all together, not because we're nice dressers, not because we have lots of money, but just because we're, we want to love you more and we want to reflect you well. Let us be a light in this dark world because you are the king in our heart. In your name we pray, amen.